0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to show number forty-four of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. I am your host, Jimmy Palumbo, and I'm the host of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. And I just like to say my name as much as I can. Of course, behind the glass, we got Feisty and my trusted producer, Chris Gucci, behind the glass. Feisty, who's happy, who's happy that his Packers are they don't play till like February eighth. He's behind the glass helping us out today. And this is show number 44. Now, show number 44 has many ramifications. Uh, the first thing I think of is the Yankees coach in the 70s, Jim Hegan. I also think of Jerry West. I also think of Bill Sedakis. I had his traded guard. I also think of the Redskins running back, John Riggins. He used to abuse the Giants when I was a child. Um, then there's Adrian Dentley for threes. Got it. Then there's Elvin Hayes. And one of my favorite, uh, when I used to play uh, uh, Nerf hoop with my nephews, I used to play Dan Issel by posting him up all the time. He was number forty-four, <laughs> and then you've got a, a rare cowboy. I'll uh, mention Robert Newhouse, who was a pretty good player back in the day. And I think the Yankees, I think, I mean Yankees, I think the Giants picked him up for a cup of coffee. But everybody knows I'm teasing with these various number forty-four because number forty-four to me, uh, is my favorite player of all time, in baseball, that is. And in 12 more episodes, we will be at 56, and that'll be another show. Uh, But number 44, Reginald Martinez-Jackson, Reggie Jackson. Also, it's pretty much the only number I've ever worn in softball. Uh, I wore that number 44 on my Corona construction jersey in Woodbridge for 35 years when I play anytime I play on a team, they ask me what number, I say 44. Um, and I am just it's Johnny Trino's number from beer league. So I was waiting is, for you
1: to say that. I was I was yeah surprised that's a yeah, lesson.
0: 44 is Johnny Trino. Um now the the biggest thing about Reggie is for me is is uh look in 1977 I was 12. And the guy hits three home runs in a game, you know. I didn't know about the Bronx is burning, you know. When you're 12 years old, you're watching baseball in a pure way. And Reggie was was huge, big transaction, and he got him, and uh, he ended up just dominating in the playoffs. Uh, some funny things about Reggie though: uh, 278 postseason hitter, 357 in the World Series. He was in one ALDS, 11, uh, American league championship series, five world series. He has 10 world series home runs. I think that record got re- recently broken. Um, and of course, look, uh, you know, Reggie, I was 12 years old and in 77 and 78, that was my formative years. Reggie was a dominant figure. And he also was always clutch. He was tough in the playoffs. Uh, Struck out all the time. I don't. I don't even know if his record will be broken for strikeouts because you have to play twenty years. Although, like Sanchez, may break it in two and a half years, but he may not be in baseball in two and a half years. But it, he, I think he's got Reggie's got twenty six hundred strikeouts, which means that's a that's hundred or more. That's like one twenty five for twenty seasons. Que- its hard to do because you have to stay in the league for that long. Yeah, but you know so what? Guys are striking out
1: two hundred times a year now.
0: Yeah, so we'll see that record. Uh, but I looked it up one time and guy—and there's no one close yet. Nobody close. Believe it or not. Anyway, so Reggie's my guy. Everybody knows that. Um, I, I love watching. As a matter of fact, my cousin John Henry, who's probably uh, going to be weeks behind catching this podcast, we always talk about in uh, in '78 when Reggie struck out against uh, a senior moment when the guy struck him out at at Dodger Stadium. The next night, Reggie hit a huge home run in Dodger Stadium. They air the game all the time. And if you ever catch the clip, Reggie, the ball goes into the darkness. The ball, I think it's like the (laughs) farthest home run ever hit, only because it's still going up and it fades. You see the fans in Dodger Stadium looking – like you're, they're in the they're in the upper deck of the of the, state, the stands in the in the outfield and they look back as if the ball's passing them in the night but because of the lighting the ball just disappears like a comet uh, it's a home run not talked about that and the home run number two in seventy seven it's hit five and a half feet off the ground and if there was like a tall guy in the outfield. Like if Manute Bowl was playing right field. Yeah, that's have, how
1: Stanton hit I mean, some home runs this year too. Or just in right. general. Stanton hits those laser uh, right. and, beam.
0: And you guys know that I was at the game this year when Stanton, I was sitting in the stands and he hit the ball and it hit the bottom of the center field wall. But the outfielder didn't have, in other words, it, it was like a golf ball. It beat the outfielder to the wall. Like I, I never saw it. I never saw a shot. As if like a line running.
1: drive beats a shortstop. That's the same yeah, way it was like, the it, line drive hit yeah, the it was left
0: shoulder. Like, it, was, it was like Stanton hit a golf ball, and instead, like off a tee, and it, it, just, it just beat him like a goalie because uh, it hit the bottom of the wall, so it was technically like catchable in a weird way. I mean, of course, it wasn't catchable, but, you know, it was higher, higher. But, it, you know, in the moment, the trage- it was
1: like – The trajectory stayed the same.
0: Yeah. It was I like mean, a, I'm sure, a line sure drive right high. I mean, in my mind, it was only four off feet in the wall. air. Right. I know you're but saying, but of course, uh, Reggie Reggie's home run number two was a it, it, it probably would have been like an out at, at Fenway, but with the short ports there. It just, but it hit the the exit velocity has to be the highest ever there. But they didn't have that back then. So Reggie's my guy, 44. Johnny Trino, 44. Everybody knows uh, when I play softball, it's 44. I've even played on teams where another guy had 40, 44, and I said I don't care. Either give me just give me 44. Like, some two of us have it. Who cares? Anyway, so so now
1: 44, who would be your guy? Well, since you named every single number 44, that's actually worth mentioning. But we have this thing on the show. I'm Um, I'm pretty sure Derek Coleman was number 44 for the Nets. And you remember him, Syracuse guy? But I'm going to go with my trusted James Starks in honor of the one seed Green Bay Packers, who, as you said, don't have a game until like February 8th right now. (laughs) But yeah.
0: Packers I think play, that. For the, play a 20-night doubleheader for the Super Bowl. I think they play that Friday night and then they play in the Super Bowl. Is that how they set it up? I think uh, so. Yeah. That's so. What's your guy's name? Johnny
1: John James Starks,
0: James number 44, Starks. Super Bowl champion. He was the running
1: back for the Packers in 2009 right. when they it. won the Super Bowl.
0: But that's we're going to go with a Packer. I don't mind when you go with a Packer. That's always fun. But I even mentioned a, a cowboy, which is rare in my uh. In my uh in my opening. So that's it. Show number forty-four, the Jimmy Blumbo show. John Stark James again? Starks. James Starks. I'm thinking. University of, of Buffalo. Know. All right. James Starks and Reggie Jackson. The fact that Reggie Jackson's getting paired up with James Starks, that's that's another separate episode. But fair enough. It's your packer. Um well listen, last week I weighed in. We gotta get right to the weight. I weighed in at two sixteen point two. You called me out a little bit. You pretty much called me fat. You did. I mean, um, you started and, this uh, at
1: what? How how long ago? About th- th- two months ago. That doesn't matter. I,
0: I have I lost and weight. You're a pound. Years. You're a
1: pound lighter over okay. a course of a two month stretch. That's not lighter okay. at all.
0: Listen, doesn't matter. The bottom line is, since I started doing this, I have not gained weight. And that's what we go by. I am now two eleven point two. There you go. That's so, now. That's what I want to hear. That's. I lost five pounds, but I'm on a. I'm on a regiment now. I got a nice little diet. I'm using the same diet. It's called Octavia. Basically, what it is, and the, the, here's the comical part. It's. It's not. I'm gonna probably diet.
1: rip your diet apart now. Of course, you. Are. Let's go.
0: Um. Really, what it is? It's a. It's a. It, it costs like four or five hundred dollars a month. Okay, and you get like a someone you can call up and talk to. But what happened was I did it and my uh, sister-in-law did it, my uh, some other people I know did it, and they they stopped doing it, but they keep on I see, sending it. I see what you did there. I see what so you what did. So what happened there. was I have now in no, ban no, no, no.
1: Now, now you can't you can't say that because now I can't bash it because you're like my sister-in-law did it, uh, And now no, no, in, but they in all turn, failed. I'm gonna it all, bash it all
0: failed. No, it right. all failed. But except for <sighs> me, I'm the only one it worked for. 'Cause because I'm um I like to just someone tells me what to eat, I eat it. But basically, I have almost a full I shouldn't say a year. I have so much product from that I could or I'm, I'm doing it for free with other people's product. Basically the concept is simple. They give you these different foods, right? The but the big concept is you gotta eat every two and a half hours. So when you eat one of their things, you set your phone. The lady said, Listen, set your phone. When that buzzer goes off, you eat another item. Now, the catch to it is they have bars, shakes. They have uh, oatmeal. They have macaroni and cheese. They have some other these. Here's the funny thing. They all almost taste good. So they're edible, but they're like almost taste good. But here's the good thing. But one meal a day, you get to have like a piece of chicken, a piece of meat, basically a protein uh and vegetables so what i do is every two and a half hours i eat all, all the other stuff they have and all then, you're telling
1: me all you're
0: telling me right now
1: is that as soon as you're over this which will be very no, we'll, soon hang on will be very on. soon because i'm telling you food that almost tastes good
0: almost lasts time out. a couple months time tops out. i agree with you okay but what i'm gonna do once I'm, I'm, I'm so many months into this and it really depends on when there's also, there's a second t- tier to it. And that's when you start getting into different foods. Um, the mistake I made, some things happened in my personal life while I was losing the 37 pounds and I just didn't care about anything. So um, I, I got off the diet, but what it did teach me is that one, the one meal that I do have to be careful and eat right. So when I eat a piece, like I'll, I'll make myself a, a, a nice steak but like no butter on the steak, just a little bit of oil, maybe to grill when I grill it, you know, I, I I like cooking steak in a pan. Um, and uh, you know, no, no butter, no, no you know, as much very little oil. And uh the vegetables are only steamed. Uh, you know, it was some you know, salt and pepper, that kind of deal. And what when I a couple of times when I do eat out on my cheat meal, as they call it. If I go to a diner, now normally I go to a diner, I'm getting a grilled cheese, bacon, you know, I'm a bad boy when I go in there, but now I'm like, you know what? Go to the diner. I'm that annoying guy. Can I have your pork chop with very little oil? I'm like, I order like Ralph Macchio does in beer league. And I get like a, even though it's a diner or something, it's always going to be oils in there. You're not aware of instead of getting a 3000 calorie meal. Maybe I got only a thousand and that, but that's my one meal. And then, um Usually after that one meal I wait like three and a half hours and then I'll have a bar or something like that. And the shakes are not that bad. The shakes are probably the best oh, thing. Oh, you sound miserable so, no, right now. No, listen to me. It worked for me only because of
1: only I, it, I'm not gonna say I believe in you long term. No, no, but I just don't I just don't I'm, think I'm, that I'm, you are gonna last with this.
0: No, no, personally. no. But but you don't understand. I did lose, dude. You know me now. I lost yeah. thirty seven pounds with this thing. Okay, and then I didn't, then I didn't care about life for a while. So okay. I'm trying to so, tell you that so you've I, used I this before,
1: and it worked. I'm it worked, just saying like, right, it But, but on at, my... at one point, at one point, you have to realize this is the point that I'm making: is that it, it's either a lifetime commitment where you're going to be doing this. What happens when you're like, you know what? I'm done. I can't. I can't it's eat these that, shakes anymore in these bars. What you
0: have to do is the way I eat the one meal a day. That's how you have to eat your. And that's other how you meals. have to transition to. That's right. So and that's, I honestly. So if I'm going to have breakfast in the morning, I can't have uh, four slices of Taylor ham, uh, uh, bacon, eggs with with, with uh, English muffin with butter on it. Instead, you know what I got to have? I got to have like I'll ha- I can have three eggs.
1: You got to have some oatmeal, it. yeah, and correct. And so
0: I will fiber. transition to that. I will transition to that. And by the way, it's proven not only is it healthy. I got my blood work done when I was losing the weight. When I lost about 25 of it, the doctor was like, what'd you do? Number one, you look better. And number two, your blood work, every shitty thing that your doctor says, hey, watch this, watch that. Every single thing went dropped down to very good, you know.
1: um, Like better, you were better off. You were trending in the right direction. Oh
0: No, no. It was was like trending as if I was like a blood work of a 22-year-old kid. It was like, I couldn't believe, I got the proof too. I got the piece of paper. So that's what I'm doing. So I lost five pounds, but I, I got to commit to it. Now, you know when I you can cheat. Like before, I got hungry in the middle of my two and a half hour thing. You're allowed to have pickles, okay? So I got those regular fresh dill pickles. I opened up the jar. I had two uh, halves of pickles, and I was I was that was it. You know that was 30 calories probably. You're also allowed to have Powerade Zero. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, sports drink. If you get hungry, you could drink that. They like you know, that's if they want you to drink water. You could also drink. Uh, if you're gonna have booze, they don't want you to have booze. But I don't, wanna, I don't uh, that want to. That was right that was
1: gonna be my. I I'm glad you went there, right. so I didn't have to. Well, um my my booze choices have
0: become uh, wine, a little Chardonnay, and also vodka on the rocks. No lime, no fruit, nothing added to it. Um, okay,
1: so what about? No
0: IP, no beers. I, I, so, I like, no, I you, you go
1: to a, you go to a basketball game. You go to the Rutgers, Michigan game. Let's okay.
0: say. All right. Now, again, this is what, this is what, this is where Jimmy Palumbo kicks in. If I'm going to go to a big game, me and you go to a Rutgers game, I'm going to have a beer because I don't care. You know what I mean? But like, well, that's, don't have, that's good. don't have, but don't have the pretzel. Don't have the, uh, the, uh, the nachos. And don't afterwards go and get a Buffalo. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have the beer. That's fine. There's nothing that I can't have, but I just got to be smart about it. In other words, you know, if you're gonna, even if I want to have, have, you know, if I was in the mood for tuna fish, which has fat and all that stuff, get it without the bread stuffed in a tomato. You win the game that way. It, it's, it's about when you do have your one meal, calm down. And also I, I you know, I can get into IPAs, right. You have two or three IPAs where a Bud Light is what buck twenty-five in calories, but an IPA could have two twenty-five, two fifty. That adds up. And the other thing I have to watch, I like making salads. Like when I'm done with this, I'm making a nice salad. I tend to add too much olive oil. Cause I have salad every night. I do. You probably didn't know that about me. But I don't really I like a wet salad, and sometimes I add so much olive oil that's like Oh man, like, you're giving so, me openings now- here. I'm I'm
1: not I'm passing up on Fast break so, layups with. So, with your so here's what I
0: do. Well, you don't think I eat? Sa- I do eat salads. All no, the no, time no. I uh,
1: just the fact that you eat wet so, salads, I think that you should rethink your verbiage. Well, just comes off as a little. eh. Oh
0: well, that's I don't like. I don't like. Uh, but I only like olive oil and red wine vinegar on my salad. So guess what I got to do? I got to take a bowl. I got to take the one tablespoon of the of the oil, put it in, and then I have. I don't mind vinegar. Some some people uh, don't like. I, I don't mind vinegar. So that's how I save calories there. And it works, man. And everything in the, in the salad is like a fresh, uh, an onion. There's no, nothing, all decent shit on the, uh, so that's, <laughs> no that's, that's how I did. Cheeses. No, I don't. So that's how I did it. I lost weight last time. I'll do it again. So I'm at two eleven 11 So what's your
1: goal? What's your goal?
0: Uh, uh-huh. I, I, no, no goal. See how it goes for a while. Still goes for a while. Um, and I'll keep on talking about it every Monday. Now, if I show up next Monday and I'm at 212, I'll be okay because I mm. know the next week I'll get it down. I don't want to go. Right. I don't want to go up. What if you're like I long? I long what as if we're you're trending, 214, no, I won't be 214. No way, I won't. You will see. But anyway, uh, so that's my diet. Enough about it. No one cares how fat I am. Uh, I also went ice skating. Um, this is classic. As a matter of fact, I'm going to post something. I think my daughter wanted to go to this place called the ice Fault in Wayne, New Jersey. First of all, it's it's a place that you and I would love for two reasons. Okay. Uh, I know you don't like hockey, but I'm pretty sure you don't mind live hockey. I thought you remember, I thought you remember saying you've got, I mean, yeah, I, any live like, sports Give me right. So what this place has is two rinks on the one side. It's your classic jerk off public skating. You throw the skates on the kids go around and around and it's like the kids from age 12, 13 to 17 going around every different yeah, any, ice a, Pretty much any ice skating rink you've ever seen in your life. Right. But like place to be though, for my daughter, I could see she was like checking out the girls, the guys, you know, the whole bit, blah, blah, blah. So, but then they have a cafeteria in the middle of it because there's two rinks in the middle of this cafeteria. And instead of having, like, bad food that you get, like, at a, uh, you know, like, a like at a carnival, they have, like, the food is good. Like, they have there's like, chefs in there. Like, sort of, mm-hmm. you get, like, a decent burger. I saw the food coming up. Of course, I was on my diet, so I couldn't get anything. I got a coffee. But then you walk across that, and there's a big um, window, and there's high school hockey being played on the other side, which is cool. And, by the way, big shout-out to that poor kid who got – um, in Connecticut, who fell down and the guy couldn't stop behind him and his blade caught his neck and it caught a spot. I don't know if you heard that story. A big no, shout out did. to that kid. Terrible. Yeah, it was all over the news. Yeah. They couldn't, they got him in the hospital and he, I don't know, I don't want to use the word, bled to death. Whatever happened, the kid died. A young kid to a teenager of 14, 15. Um, matter of fact, a lot of the Devils and Rangers left their sticks outside the locker room. That's supposed to show respect. Yeah, that's terrible. Anyway, terrible. But I was watching some high school hockey. Before that story broke, um, which was cool because you got to watch it's cool to see like a high school sport that's different than football and lacrosse. And then, then I find out I go back on the ice a little bit with my daughter because she had her friend with her. There's a bar on the third floor, <laughs> so I was like, Wait a minute, I can go now. Listen, obviously, you're driving kids around, I'm not going to say, but I if I I go in right away and have a little, you know, vodka on the rocks and then chill out the other two hours. I could still, uh, you know, uh, I got to ask, legitimately... how, is,
1: how is your ice skating skills?
0: Okay. So I got on the ice. I'm glad you brought that up. I got on the ice. Uh, I used to be a good little skater back in the day. Fortunately, back in the day means when I was 15. That was 40 years ago. <laughs> I was struggling, man. Number one, the rental skates, they probably weren't that sharp. Because people don't realize the sharper the blades are, the actual easier it is to skate. The problem is you can catch an edge easier as well. So it's that catch-22. My legs just aren't. I'm a skier still. Uh, I still ski every once in a while. Matter of fact, I'm going skiing uh, this in February. We'll be missing what, a show. When way.
1: are you going? What, Where and when? I'm going to Steamboat from February
0: 5th to February 12th.
1: See that I, I think that'll be NFC Championship weekend, so I'm not going to be going away that weekend. But I am going skiing, or I'll be snowboarding. Ashley will be skiing on the weekend after Super Bowl Sunday.
0: Okay, so well, yeah. But I'm not to, a good. Uh, I'm
1: not a. I'm not a good skier or snowboarder or ice skater. I could go. I know how to in all three phases. I could start. I just can't stop. So right. I can ice skier. skate forward, no, but the only way, way the only way that I stop skiing or snowboarding is if I fall and the only way that I stop in ice skating is if I, you know, leave the the boards.
0: Right. I was, I was struggling. I I can't, I, you know what it was when I say struggling and I I, I got on the ice right away. I didn't fall once. Um, but to tell you the truth, I would, I don't want to use the word. I was afraid to fall. I was like, no, I don't want to fall because if I fall and I reach out, I could break, I can really injure my wrist, my elbow, like it was like, I don't, I don't. wasn't It was more not a fear of falling. It was more like, Jimmy, you can't get hurt doing this. <laughs> it was like, so I went very slow, but I started to get rhythm going around the oval. But I was shaky. Listen, I'm a 56 year old fat guy going around like a jerk off. But um,
1: we'll get you, you one know. of those. Uh, we'll get you one of those helper things that you lean on.
0: Yeah, I was, they had they had one of those. I, I, my daughter wanted to use. It. I said, No, can't use that. I wasn't like you know I wasn't like a young Ron Duguay or Lucien Deblois. Someone's driving off the road right now. But um, it did feel good to get on the ice. It did. It was kind of cool. Uh, so I did that twice. And just to see these. But you know what started to happen. I became a parent. These jerk-off kids weaving in and out. And my daughter's not good. She's just learning. So she falls sometimes. And you get of these, these fat slobs come ripping around. I told my daughter, if you fall, pull your hands in. Because you can get the blades on your hands, you know. One guy went blowing by my daughter. She got a little nervous and i was like i was like all right i'm not gonna yell at some 15 year old kid but if you check somebody into the
1: boards well
0: i i i I kept my eye on him and i was like he comes around i'm gonna stick my elbow out." he's gonna you know problem is i'll go down too but uh but they do have security that's you know, a couple of the uh one guy but, those, I those,
1: those, to- but sometimes those guys are doing the same thing i notice when there's security guards right. out there and they're skating around crazy too because they're Everybody's also trying to, to be c- cool
0: And I'm just, I was worried about not falling, but it was fun. Place called the Ice Vault. It's a beautiful place. Not that expensive either, really. They give you two or three hours, you go around and give you shit, but it was cool. Uh, And of course, that leads us to the football giants are on the air. Um, The giants, ah, man, I, 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 again, I don't know what to say. Um, It's just the most amazing thing. Um, This is, I, I, I there's no comment. I, I I can't believe how bad the Giants are. I think they're. I actually think they are the worst team in the league. I do. Um, their lack of scoring is is mind boggling. Um, there was no one at Giants Stadium. I'm a season ticket holder. I wasn't there either. My brother couldn't give them away. Um, I don't know why the Giants didn't announce two weeks ago that Gettleman's gone. I don't know why they leaked that Joe Judge. So did you see, today that they announced
1: down. they announced Joe Judge is coming back today, right? And they won't fire him, um, and that Gettleman is gone. But did, it's, let's talk. Uh, about Why one you thing would hire? Can I ask you a question? Did you see the play? It's third and nine, and no, they're inside their the own five from
0: the five yard line.
1: And they, they did quarterback two sneak. Quarterback sneak. What that, is going on? Oh, uh, how would but, you like but, to be a receiver in that huddle?
0: No, Timeout. Timeout. But how about the previous week? Down by 14, you only throw 11 times. I guarantee you in the history of the NFL, well, in the modern era, because they didn't pass back in the day, since 1970, that's the lowest amount of passes thrown in a game where you were down by two scores. No Unless
1: doubt. it was snowing or something crazy. The,
0: no, no, no. Even snowing, they threw more than 11 times game. I guarantee you that. Awful. Well, the, the, Patriots, the
1: Patriots threw three times like three weeks whoa, ago, whoa. but it was like 60-mile-an-hour right. wins. <laughs> so. Okay. But and they were, also, the game, they were also not losing. You're right. So yeah, you're 100% you right. So
0: you're yeah. forgetting about that factor. Of course, listen, if you're up by 17, you know me, run the ball every time until the game's over. I still think, and you, we've had this discussion, and you agree, I think you think McCarthy or even sometimes the Packer guy, the current guy, it's like, guys, you got the game. The only way you can lose this game is if you throw. You no. got the game. Run the ball off. Tackle. I I don't
1: mind throwing with Aaron Rodgers. I really don't because he's very efficient. But what I don't like when the Packers have a lead that they that they change the defense and they start playing soft. Like keep blitzing, keep playing exactly the way that got you that lead. Just because you're winning by a lot, you don't have to soften the coverage and play off. That's it.
0: Yes, but, but we, I also think I also think sometimes the best play the best play. Aaron Rodgers can can do is to hand the ball off right but, and also And, and also,
1: the, the Packers are extremely committed to the run anyway, so you are right. So the running game is important. I, I dis, I'm not sometimes these coaches
0: that. get caught. Now, anyway, the Giants, listen, they got rid of Gettleman. I still think when the, the new GM comes over, uh, I hope that he um, uh, I hope he fights him on the Giants. He says, you know what? I, I want to be able to fire a judge. <laughs> and he'll say, oh, GM came in um i just think that's gross what nobody wants the guy to judge my god awful anyway i'm done with the giants i'll do my stinks list final stinks list uh and as always we start with the afc we have afc east buffalo bills good patriots good dolphins average jets stink Bengals, good I had to upgrade Steelers to average because uh, we've been counting out Big Ben since week two, and the Steelers, I, I think, have stunk all year, and they're in the playoffs. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Cleveland Browns stink. Ravens stink. Tennessee Titans, very good. 12 wins. Got to give it to them. Indianapolis Colts are now on my stink list. All, they had to win one game since week five to clinch a playoff spot, and they didn't stink. Uh, Houston Texans stink. Jack, j- Now, the Jaguars stink, but my God, you know, the fact that you j- – yeah, it's embarrassing. The Steelers should not be in the playoffs, but Jaguars, you know, NFL game. Like, the Jaguars stink. Why couldn't the Giants play that way? Anyway, another story. Kansas City Chiefs, listen, I I always had them at – I never had – I had him at good, but 12 wins, sorry, gives you very good – The uh, the Raiders, I got Raiders and the Chargers as average. Um, I got the Denver Broncos as stink. NFC, I got, listen, Cowboys, I got them at very good. 12 and 5 is 12 and 5. I have the only playoff team that I still think stinks is the Philadelphia Eagles. They stink. Only reason why they're in the playoffs is because the NFC East is worse than football. Um, That's what's going to be hesitant to me with the Cowboys. Redskin stink the Giants are the only team with a double stink. I do think they're the worst team in football especially you got to, I'm okay with adding in th- the last couple of years including this year. It's the same thing when a team's on the rise like the Packers always win in 11, 12 games a year right So they're most likely to be on the very good list. but when the giant when you only win three or four games for the last five years, you get the double stink. Uh, Packers I still got is very good. Thought about giving them a great, but I couldn't. Still got to give it to them, 13-4. and four. Vikings stink. Bears stink. Ugh. Lions, of course, the Lions stink, uh, and they're all better than the Giants. I got Tampa Bay, a very good, 13 wins. Saints, Falcons, Panthers have always stunk. Why? Because the Saints uh, lost to the Giants, and I believe it was the Falcon game or the Panther game where the jump Giants jumped offside. So the fact that you were even in a Giant game, that means you stink. Listen, I got the Rams is very good. 12 wins. I got them is very good. My only controversial one kind of is I got the Arizona Cardinals at very good at 11 and six because I figured I had to have one team that I still think is very good, even though it didn't have the 12th win. And I went with the Cardinals. I have, um, I had the 49ers as stink. But, um, I just upgrade him to average. Um, I think the Cowboys got a lucky seed. It's a perfect game for them. 49ers are very beatable. Um, and the Cowboys, You'd be they surprised.
1: They do some things well. I'm not, I'm not I, saying that no, that's, that's true. The Cowboys true. should be favored and will be. But, right. You know, Debo Samuel is a load. He's a definite handful. I think for they, anyone. I just
0: think they got a good seed there. Anyway, bottom line is this, um, the, uh, uh, I got one double stink giant, 16 stinks, uh, five averages, three goods, and seven very goods. I find it funny that it, there's not that many goods in there because I really don't think that that many teams are good. You're either it, This year seems top-heavy to me. I didn't do this last year. Maybe next year we'll have the – I'll save this one. So next year at the end of the season I'll say, well, Jimmy, you just don't like – instead of giving a stink team a good, you just go to stink. But um, if you, I've been pretty consistent. The teams that I really think stink, even though they're like seven, eight, nine wins, I I'm still I'm curious to stick.
1: know what the Packers would have to do to actually be great. Just I guess win the Super Bowl, but you're not going to do it. So you haven't had a great team on your, no, on your I list think, all I think
0: I think well, no, that's not true. If, if the Packers win, uh, uh, you know, they win the. If it's, it's possible, they win the first round. That, well, they don't play for a month. But when they finally do play a game, um, it's possible that that's I what can happens. Be them great. You
1: don't play for a month when you're great. You know, they've been, uh, we don't have to. I want the team that wins the Super Bowl.
0: Now listen to me. A team that wins the bowl may not get a great for me. I agree. No doubt. The 49ers win a Super Bowl. They're not getting a great. They were stink all year now. And they're average heading in. You don't go from, if if anybody that's a very good heading into the playoffs will get a great if they win it. All right. That's how I have to look at it. Um, And that's it. That's my stink list. Um, also, uh, the, the Raider charger game some, last night, um, mind boggling. I, I never saw a game where a tie meant, forget about who, forget about if you're a Steeler fan, that doesn't matter. Talk about the NFL. Let's pretend you didn't like any of the teams as I didn't, I don't care about either of them. You're watching this game and you're like, uh, 15 There's going to be no tie. Steelers will get in touchdown on these long, weird drives the the Chargers had these drives where there was like, that's the 19th play in the drive, and they were only at the 50. It was like was like, There was like three yards of carry, three yards of catch. There were, it was like weird. Time was going off the clock. They score. They get the two-point. They get the ball back. They go downfield. Even the drive was like methodical. It was slow, a couple of penalties, but there was a lot of fourth and eights, fourth and sevens. I mean, my God, the Raiders, you what are you doing? And they were able to tie the game up. And then, the announcers kept on saying, hey, this is getting weird now. We're heading into a really weird NFL playoff scenario where both coaches, the goal of your season is to make the tournament. Okay. That's a Bill Parcel. That's the goal. Seeds don't mean nothing. Now it does if you're playing a game and you could be the one seed by winning home. Field. I get that. But not when you're fighting for your playoff thing. And now there's 35, 40 seconds to go. You're going to make the playoff. If you do nothing, you can make the playoffs. And I don't know, this guy in the Chargers just calls a timeout. I think they would have ran the clock out. Everybody would have went home. They would have took the penalty, ran off, tackle, game over. He calls a timeout with 38 seconds to go, I believe. And then it almost looked like the Raiders, like, what are you, a jerk off? They run the ball at about- 10 yards now.
1: How about the fact that you. the Raiders were clearly running out the clock, and there was like four seconds to go on the play clock? They were just about to take a delay of game. It looked like, and he's and talking like ran, I wanted ran, to get the off, defense out there. I, and it would have been
0: under forty seconds ago. You run
1: off. I listened to the press conference. The I couldn't. Over. I couldn't go to bed without hearing his explanation for why he called the timeout. And uh, his he explanation says about
0: was getting the right defense in. They weren't. Trying yeah, to I was like, man, there. they weren't.
1: They weren't even doing anything. They were about to take a penalty. It looked like, and, so, and the I, sideline, I the
0: players about. were, the players on both sides had that look as if it was a blowout. The game's over. Let's just go home. And, and they were Derek Carr, go when
1: when the Raiders were about to run it out, it looked like the, the the Raiders quarterback was upset. He was like upset with his sideline, saying like, "No, I didn't play this whole game just to agree to a tie yeah. here. Let's go Here's get a- it." look, and he was wrong for being mad. The coach was right because at that point, you get in. Just do what you got to do.
0: It is what it is. Time out. I think the Raiders coach is, if I was a Raider fan, I would have went nuts. Here's why. A tie, you go to the playoffs. There's four seconds to go. Okay? The only way you can't make the playoffs. Oh, I agree. Is if a, a blocked field goal for a touchdown. So what that Raider coach did, he did the ultimate sin of a coach. He risked a playoff berth to eliminate another team and for better seating. The, 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 any Vegas gambler, what
1: are you doing? I mean, I mean, do you want to go to Dude, um, Arrowhead only, or do you want to go to the, Cincinnati? No, no, I'd no, rather no, go no. to Cincinnati.
0: Well, you. First of all, the only way you get eliminated is if, if you attempt a field look, goal.
1: Look, you're going to sit here and. The, the,
0: it's, you know, it's, no, no, that's you. I agree. I agree. I the agree. only way. So, listen, to me, me, you're, not the only way to win it. The only way for the Raiders to not make the playoffs was to attempt what, that field. I,
1: I, I understand. I, I totally get it. it. That said, that said, when the Chargers coach called the timeout, yarder. when the Chargers coach called the timeout, at that
0: point, I'm saying, you know what? No. You but, talk, you leave. You, what, what, he risked a playoff spot for no reason.
1: And eliminated Raiders a bitter coach? rival. Bitter rival. Anyway.
0: The Chargers and rest. Stop. Bitter rival. Char- When's the last time the Chargers were. Just because you live over here rival. doesn't mean it's that they like- don't hate each other over there. Come on. Stop. Come you do on. not jeopardize a playoff spot. Dumb. Raiders coach, dumb. Charger coach, dumb. They'll both be gone first weekend anyway. All right. So now I got it really quick and I'll be done with sports. Um, The. Uh, I always go longer than I want to. Uh, my Scarlet Knights hoops. Look, I've been down on them all year. Um, I'm pissed off because the Knicks suck and Randall with the thumbs down. He's annoying my soul now. And the Knicks little thing lasted so shortly. The Rutgers thing, they start off, they're losing to Lafayette. They're losing to UMass and DePaul. But they've won three or four in a row. I was at the Michigan game. They have that little bit of a look now. There's the old Rutgers from last year, the last two years. Very tough on defense. They're hard to score on. Contested shots. The problem is we don't have any offensive talent. But once we get like – an like the bottom line is Michigan is pretty good. We were up by 12 the entire game. And every time they tried to make a run, we had a good defensive stop. Problem is the Big Ten schedule, now it's – you know, games are on now. And Rutgers, because they shit the bed with these other uh, teams in the beginning, they have no margin for error. So, you know, they play Penn State tomorrow night on the road. You got to win that game, kids. So I'm a little excited about Rutgers basketball again, so that's fun. And uh, that's about it. I'm about to do it, and I smoke Nebraska, too. Nebraska stinks and hoops. On a sad note, Bob Saget, comedian. Uh, I mean, I do comedy, but um, I met him twice through Artie. Very nice guy. Uh, very different than Norm. I'll leave it at that. It's like Bob Saget was – Like how you should be an adult. Hey, how you are? you Artie's friend? Yeah, my name is Bob. How are you? That kind of thing. Very nice guy. Artie was very close to him. He directed Dirty Work. Um, He was uh, Artie just interviewed him on his podcast about a month ago, two months ago. Should listen to that. Check it out wherever Artie stuff is. Um, I called Artie right away. Artie was you know just devastated um, because he was like uh, uh, in his interview when Artie was like Artie come with me on the road. Meet me somewhere. We'll. I will put you on stage. We'll have some fun. He was enjoying doing stand-up again. seemed to be a place in his life, you know, and he just somehow he died in a hotel room. I don't know why, maybe it's a heart attack. I don't know whatever it is. a sad loss. and he seemed to be really liked by a lot of comedians. Uh, like no one talked about his comedy in terms of being you know legendary comic, but they kind of talked about it him being a longtime comic and a, a popular TV star. Bob Sege good laughs, guy.
1: though. There's no doubt about it. He's not like... Oh, no, he's no. Not no the he guy was a different... You know, uh, listen,
0: I, I don't think he was as uh, funny as many other comedians, but uh, good guy, well-respected, and also seems like everything I've read, i read a lot today. Very respected by um, comedians who were rookies when he was already there, and he was kind to them. And, man, that is the greatest thing in the world. I feel that way about acting. Just because you're in showbiz... Why do you got to be a douche? So if you're on a set, I've been on the sets with people uh, that are uh, only have one line and maybe I have 20 and they look at my resume. Like, God, you were in uh, you a hundred things and I'm always nice to them. Hey, where you front? Like, uh, you know, and I've been that way. You know, Tom Selleck was nice to me. And so was De Niro. So why should you be a jerk? You're at the office. Be nice to people. It's so stupid. But anyway, sad about Bob Saget. I wish prayers for his family. Um, and for Artie, too, we lost Norman Bob in the last couple of months. It's tough for him. But uh maybe we'll have Artie on next week to talk about it. Um, also news April 1st in Avonel, New Jersey, getting involved here at the Avenel Performing Arts Center. I will be doing stand-up technically my first headlining gig. I don't know how well I'm gonna do, <laughs> but I will be. It's really Jimmy Plumbo and friends, but uh I guess you could say I am the headliner, so look out. But that's my hometown; that's my turf. I hope to see a lot of people from the class of '983. I was going to say '93, class of '83. I want everybody to come on out. There's a bar attached to the place. I want to have a good time, see some friends I haven't seen in a while. And the host is going to host, and first guy is going to be a guy named Bob Gonzo. And my middleman is going to be a really funny guy named Kevin Israel. I looked him up; he's got some funny stuff. I look forward to getting to know him before April first. So that is it. I'm probably going to borrow the chop sports camera again. And hopefully if you can be there and not bartend that night. Um, but if you got to work, that's okay. I got to get someone into uh wait, what I day to do? Like
1: April 1st is Saturday or Friday? Friday
0: night, Friday night. I want to do like killer, uh killer video on this one. So that is the dealio. April 1st, go buy tickets. I'm going to be promoting the show in a much better way. Um, uh, on my show and stuff like that. So, But April 1st, the Avenel Performing Arts Center. get to, And believe it or not, a bunch of tickets sold already, which is cool. And not by my sister. She'll probably buy eight, my sister, because she's a badass. And if the show does well, there will be a Saturday show on April 2nd. That's what they're saying. But um, that's about it for that. And you know what? I think it's a good time right now to send it to a break. That's right. We'll be right back.
1: You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now.
0: Okay, we are back here. Jeremy Palumbo Show getting involved from the Omni in Atlanta. I haven't said the Omni in Atlanta. By the way, please go to the chopsportsmedia.com and check out all the crazy Jimmy Palumbo show. I realized that my, my mother has a coffee mug that says Jimmy Palumbo show and I don't. Uh, so I have to go on and order at a very heavy discount, my own stuff. I don't even have a Jimmy Palumbo sweatshirt. I got to get one, but we'll talk about that off the air. Um, well, listen, I was laughing about it. a buddy of mine was, I was thinking about maybe um, getting a week down the shore LBI for me and my daughter whatever. And my other buddy, the guy who works for the Giants May do something. And I started thinking about, you know, that the show, the reality show on MTV there down the shore. It's a shame because they captured a little bit of it. But like, really, in my opinion, they it was it's a reality show and I get it made millions and God bless. But I was a guy, there's just something about living in New Jersey and going down the shore on the weekends. You know, everybody gets use the one or two weeks. In the eight weeks in July and August, when you have a have a family, you go down and you pick out, we always get the third week in July, the first week in August or the last week in August for the extra Labor Day weekend thing. Everybody has their thing that they do. It's such a Jersey Shore thing. And a lot of times neighbors get a house across the street. So you have kids can play and all that stuff. But I'm talking about the Jersey Shore where, you know, I graduated college in 87. I started hanging out in Belmar. My brother got a little shore house with some of his buddies. And he kind of was hanging out with his girlfriend at the time. Now his wife, it was on 18th and Schneider in Belmar right on the same street that DJ's is on. And that's when I started going down there. And I was, I'm not a beach guy, but I love a beach town. I love the vibe of it. And Belmar back in the day was so much fun. I mean, we, I remember getting online early Friday afternoons at like five five o'clock. There was already a line at the club and getting online there. And the girls were smoking hot and, and it was just, the music was great. Um, and it was this concept of you get down the shore Friday and Saturday. night. I remember having to sleep in my car. I remember having to sleep, like meet a girl that, you know, from Rutgers and be like, Oh, where are you guys staying? Hey, you mind if I sleep on your couch? Oh yeah, Jimmy, you can, you know? And of course my cousin, John looked like Matt Dillon, so they were like, Oh yeah, bring your cousin too. I was like, John, listen, we need to sleep somewhere. You take one for the team, brother love. Like, <laughs> We got to sleep somewhere. So we, uh, but then, uh, I would, uh, stayed at my brother's house a bunch of times and then as you graduate you get older and stuff i uh my buddy tommy uncle had a place in front of Leggett's. now it's condos and we would go down there and his uncle who was like 10 15 years older than us he had a place he was way older but he was like ah you know i just get it and it's uh, a place to kill on the weekend and uh, he would let he didn't use it that much so he let us use it and boy we we packed that place like sardines of that little, any shore house he had, that's how it started so I got a group of five or six guys, we started we finally got our own place and uh, it was just so much fun, we had ten guys in a house um, Sodom and Gomorrah, so much fun get there, no matter what you worked sushi, you, you tried to get down by seven o'clock, you came from work you went home, everybody was living at home at the time, you sucked down a quick meal, boom, you head down the shore come home Sunday afternoon hungover, broke uh you know, initially we were, we ended up going to Manasquan after Belmar because these guys I hung out with were younger than me. So I was able to get like five years of Belmar in. So I went to all of them, Barre, DJs, Reggie's, uh, Casablanca, um, all of them. And Barre was not like – Barre holds like 7,000 people now. It was not like that. It was always crowded. That's why the joke in the movie Game Day I did, that's about beer league. About shitting on Fourth of July weekend because the bathroom at Bar A used to be for the men was two urinals and just a toilet. And my cousin Joey one time got like the runs in the middle of the party. <laughs> he had to go in and he had to like ask guys to like, and some of the cooler guys like formed a wall, like turned their back on him. So they realized my cousin Joey was pretty, you know, he was not a not small guy, he a little tough looking guy, and they realized like, hey, this guy's got shit, gotta let him go, you know. And they gave him a Damn, little, putting, little bit of
1: Cousin Joe on, on front right. street.
0: Yeah. So meanwhile, it was like, uh, but the reason why that, that lines in the movie game movie game day was because we were talking about, you know, bars and, and, and filthy, filthy uh, bathrooms. <laughs> my cousin Joe was like, so, you kidding me? I had to shit at Bar A on 4th of July weekend. I almost fell off my chair. I laughed for two hours. I ended up making sure that line got in the movie. Um Now, of course, the restrooms are much different. I tried to explain that to my nephews who are young now. I'm like, there was two urinals, so the line was long. And you couldn't even think about, you know, using the toilet. But, of course, my cousin Joey, nature called. He had to make it happen. Uh, And then, of course, we moved to Manasquan. And we started doing, like, a lot of – because we were a bunch of guys. And then we we did the whole, like – we'd go to DJs mostly on Saturday, but early, like at 3.30 for happy hour. And, man, when you came out of a DJ's happy hour drinking those Long Island iced teas, you came out of there like, whoo! You were like, and it was still sunny out. You were like, and then we just grab girls, grab guys. We all end up in vans. We'd go back to Leggett's. But we'd go back to the house for like a half hour, eat something, whatever we had, grab a sandwich. And then we would go rambling into Leggett's uh, obnoxious. It's a bunch of girls with us having a good time. And then after the bar, we'd go back to our house. And uh, we had a big party there. It was fun. We did that. And eventually we got the house that Leggetts, the bar owned, which is behind Leggetts. And Leggetts is a bar, by the way, in case you don't know, in Manusquant. It's a famous bar. The owner just died uh, this year, actually. Nice guy. He sponsored some stuff with uh, I Wear a Leggetts hat in Gay and Beer League. So he, uh, he was one of the official sponsors and stuff like that. But it was just the, the the concept of of getting a group of guys going down and the laugh Saturday morning. My I have vivid memories of Saturday morning sitting around in our shorts, e, uh, ESPN Sports Center when it was when it was really Sports Center when they showed highlights and not like commentary and watching like you know the Diamondback Dodger highlights. Did you see that guy? This guy hits a bomb and then they would repeat it because it was like the repeat show all the time so we would watch it like jimmy you got to see the home on the guy hit for the diamond back we'd watch that and then um uh, then what would happen we'd, be, we'd all be hung over someone you'd go to the deli get like a taylor ham egg and cheese uh and then all of a sudden somebody you'd hear in the kitchen someone like showered had a little sandwich you know all of a sudden you would hear Kiss! someone opened up the beer can and it was like you would literally go like oh no way like, cause that, that meant, that meant the game's on. There was no, like you didn't have a choice. It was like once somebody started drinking and then all of a sudden, like every now and then my buddy, Tommy would be like, I hear like a mixer going and I'm like, Oh man, what is he doing in there? And he'd come out with this picture of this pink lemonade with God knows what, uh, with red bull mixed with, uh, probably chopped up hydroxy cut and enough vodka to kill a cow. And we he called it the gas, and we would start – and next thing you know, it was like – I was like, wait, we just got home. Even though I slept, like, how can the game be on? <laughs> next thing you know, the only way to do it was to grab a can of beer and, you know, start having a beer. And next thing you know, game, you know, game was on. Um, and it was just so much fun. And then we'd get, we would get used to get dressed up and stuff a little bit, try to wear a nice shirt. Of course, I didn't have – my buddy Tommy would have $1,000 worth of jewelry on him and a $1,000 outfit. I was wearing clothes from Kohl's. And, uh, you know, away, I was older, you know, I was an older veteran, but you know, it's funny. We were all single at the time. And a lot of the girls that we would be flirting with, they were younger than me by like 10 years. And when you're like 27, 28, and you're six years older than a girl, that's, that's a lot, you know, you're giving up a lot there. Um, And, but eventually I would, I would be, I would win the game by, I would see someone I'd like and be like, all right that girl's always talking to me, but she's probably like, I, that guy's older. We can't, I, what does he do? He's an actor. What is that? I'm working on wall street, blah, blah, blah. What is this guy doing? But eventually I'll be like, all right, just keep on working the corners, work the corners, work the corner, you know, get into a good, good pitchers count, get it two and two and throw the outside slider, you know, get, get a good call by Angel Hernandez. And yeah, you know, you win the game, but mm-hmm. uh, it was just nuts. And then I remember like the best part of- for me, I was, I was doing showbiz at the time and uh, I was broke. I mean, I, uh, you know, um, I had, uh, there was a half share and full shares and I would be like uh, the first year I was like, I guys, how much is it? No way. Half share. And I couldn't even tell like my mother, cause I was living at home. I had no, you know, the money was tight. So what I had to do, I had to borrow the money off my buddy Bobby cause he he, he was flush and I'd be like, Bob, you got to lend me the money. He's like, all right, how long are you going to pay me back? I'm like, dude, I started paying for the shore house in February, but I was sending him checks, $25, $30, 20. He was like, dude, I go, dude, it's the only way to do this. When I get a few dollars, I'll pay, I got your back. So I, he goes, well, I'm not keeping count of this. You tell me when it's paid up. I trust it. So I had a little index card on my desk and I was like, I, and all of a sudden, usually the last payment was the Friday of Memorial Day weekend. But I'd be paid off, and then he would go, "Wait a minute! Like, uh, what about you know? All right, so we'd go through the one year though. I got real tight. I fell behind on the year. I didn't pay him off till the next Memorial Day weekend. I paid him <laughs> off on the Friday, and there was a bunch of girls on the stoop. And I walked in with cash, and I threw the. I had five five dollar bills, and I did that like you know thing when you fluff them, you flip the Make bills. Make it rain. On it's called making I'm, it like, rain. I go, yeah, making it rain. That's what it is. I'm like, there you go, all paid up. He's like, all paid up. You just paid me for last year. I'm like, yeah, well, this year's new, new credit, bro. This is like the game's on now. So I was able to pay. I was embarrassed, so I, you know, paid him off. But then one year, uh, another guy handled the finances of the house. And I'm like, dude, I can't do it. I said, no, I can't. I don't have the I don't have the money. I just can't. I was doing the acting thing, substitute teaching. I just it was stupid. They were like it was like a mob scene. They were like, Jimmy, what do you mean? You can't, there, there is no shore house without you. Like he, he, you can't say no. I was like, I, I don't have the money. It's gotta be some kind of payment plan. Can I give a credit? Card? What can I do? So then I owed Bobby money from a little bit from the last year, Bobby owed him $350. Now I owed a new guy who I only knew good friend of mine. Now my boy, James, James O'Donnell, good man. Uh, but now I owed him. So I couldn't, I was like sending $30 to my buddy, Bobby, somebody Then I realized finally I called up Bobby. I said, Bob, I, you got to do me a favor, man. I got to pay this guy off first. Cause I don't know him. You know, I'm good for it. I got it. you go Jimmy. I don't even know what do I, I, he didn't care, but he liked the fact that I always gave him money. You know what I mean? All the time. So I go, Bob, but I'm embarrassed. I got to pay this guy off. Do you mind if I not give you anything? and then I'll pay him off, and then I'll get you. And then I booked a pretty decent gig, and I was like, I paid everybody off. So by like 4th of July weekend, I was flush. Everybody was paid. Um, Actually, one day, one of the guys, a friend of a friend, was being an asshole. Like, oh, Jimmy's a loser. He owes everybody money. I said, excuse me? I was like... Ask I I said James and Bobby ask them right now about my money situation, and they were like uh, Jimmy's the best. He I, I use his money during during the week as petty cash to, for me to like he pays off every live. bill. Uh, you know, the you know, blah blah blah. So uh, that was my crazy. I I tried to say no, but you know I was like uh, they pulled me back in. Uh, I was mostly a half share, but I was respectful. Never took a bed unless nobody was down. If my buddy Tommy wasn't there, I slept in his bed. Had my own sheets put sheets on the bed, and, and every weekend I took all my, I had this big bag where I kept all my shit, and I would, you know, wash the clothes. Come, or Sometimes my mother would wash the clothes. I'd come back on Friday with a fresh bag, ready with sheets and everything. It was beautiful. Um, But it's so funny, like that DJ's happy hour, though. Uh, oh, and another thing, I, I'm i on the wall at Leggett's, uh, a picture of the beer league team, and when that hurricane blew through Leggett's, I, I talked to one of the bartenders, Keith, and he was like, dude, dude, we saved the beer league picture. I'm like, I was like, dude, billion dollars worth of damage on the Jersey Shore. <laughs> people lost their lives. And you're like, I saved the beer league picture. So if you go to Leggett's, it's at the bottom of the ramp. Going to the other side. Like for the wheelchair people, there's a little ramp that goes down at the bottom of that ramp. Eye level. You'll see the beer league picture signed by moi. So I'm on the wall at Leggett's. Um another thing maybe you you could remember going down the shore Chris when you everybody's there Friday night or Saturday morning whatever and you get there late Saturday later everybody's already been drinking and you try to catch up it just doesn't work yeah that like, doesn't
1: work for me because I'm like the guy that has three or four beers and I'm hammered I don't drink like that right. so when I do right. if everybody's drunk I'm like all right this isn't even good for me well
0: when, I, when you try to catch up, what you do is you're like, you suck a beer down real quick, then maybe you do a shot. Everybody, of course, is laughing at stupid shit that you would have been laughing at had you been there. And there's all inside jokes. You're like, oh, this is a nightmare. And the, the greatest thing to do on the Jersey Shore down in Manasquan is uh, for sure, no doubt, is staying Sunday, Sunday night. Because Sunday night is what we call professional night. That's where anybody stays over Sunday night, that means they took a day off of work. That's a loser thing to do. And you're staying over Sunday night or God forbid you're leaving early in the morning to go into the city to work. And the, the crowds were less crowded, but a little bit more fun. The girls are a little more friendlier. You don't get that high, that high, uh, annoying, uh, guy and girl that like a stressful weekend down the shore. Everybody's a little more, a little more grateful Dead. You can actually talk to people, but, of course you get hammered and then Monday morning you wake up and we had the house behind Leggett's and all you hear is the garbage truck dumping the glasses into the garbage. It looks like Westworld. There's no one down there. You're like, I'm like me and my buddy Tommy, like I would hang myself right now. If I could, I just want to get home so bad. You're like, you spent more money at three nights that like three nights in a row is too much down in Madison. But some of the best nights I ever had was down there on Sunday night. And the best was if one guy said, I'm thinking about staying down Sunday night. Then another guy would say, yeah, you know what? I I got it. I think I can I'm gonna maybe stay down Sunday Constantly night. Then it'll cutting be a third deals
1: with yourself. You're, ne- right, you're negotiating right. against your life. And
0: then there'd be a third guy would be like, ah, I wish I could, man, but I got a big meeting at 10 a.m. Like, all right. But then next, you know, he's packing to go home Sunday and he sees us already drinking. He's like, ah, you know what? I'll, I'll go home late. So he starts having a couple of beers next, you know, he's like, well, you know what? If I leave, I could get up at like 6 a.m. And then I'll just get, he started already. Like he just told us he has a big meeting cut to him, you know, totally like partying, like an animal. It's like 11 o'clock at night. He's like, I have such a big day tomorrow. What have I done? I'm like too late now, bro. Game's on. Just wake up in the morning, shower. You'll be all right. <laughs> Suck it up. But we were younger. So you can now, and I go out and party a little bit. Uh, I, the next day I can't move. But uh, back in the day, you could do that. It was so much fun. And, uh, also firstly, the, the money you spent, I didn't have much. So, but if I had a hundred dollars on me and I blew it down the shore, that was like huge for me. I had no money for the rest of the week. <laughs> and I blew it fine. You know, yeah. So, uh, thank God I lived at home. That helped for sure. But, uh, uh, but I couldn't have done it once. What? That's what happened. Once everybody started paying rent, and that's when it ended you know a lot of people my italian and irish friends they didn't they didn't rent an apartment right away because they were like nah, i want to have a short house um but I, we used to have laughs. i mean i remember leaving Leggett's at 2 a.m getting into my buddy who was a cop who you know i will main nameless and we would he was like he would, all night he'd be like he'd be like aggravated like anybody want to go to ac tonight nobody was buying in but then no, we I were definitely like, know who <laughs> Yeah. Then it would be like one o'clock in the morning and all day we were like, he kept on saying, but want to go to AC later on. We we're like, nah, God, we're in Vegas, we're DJs. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get drunk and what do you do? Like, yeah, bro, let's go now. Hopping in his car. I swear to God, from exit 163 to exit, what is it? Uh AC's what? I mean, uh, exit 98 to, I think, what is uh, Atlantic City exit? 38. 38, something like that. 60 miles. Dude, we got there in like 38 minutes. We're like zipping down, and when we first got there, we'd come running to the casino, like, woo, start doing... if I had the last forty dollars left in my name, I'm trying to play blackjack, five dollar chips for going nuts, and then we, of course, you get back then, you get the drinks came quicker to the tables. My buddy Tommy would be gambling, we'd all be gambling, and then all of a sudden, like, we realize now it's like seven thirty, and like, now the buzz is coming off, and now it's like. Oh shit, we gotta get home. So we get back in the car, like all of us, everybody but him uh, driving home, uh, everybody completely like bedhead, like aggravated, cursing at each other. Like all the stuff that was funny on the way down, nothing was funny on the way home. Then you get to your shitty shore house, it's 9 a.m. And now you're like, you're going back into your bed. And you
1: hear the beer crack.
0: Right. And then (laughs) there was always that guy who came with his girlfriend, hey guys, you know. There's always a guy who showed up with his girlfriend at like 10 30 in the morning. Like, hey guys, anybody going up to the beach? Me and Karen are going. To-. We'd be like, we wouldn't even, like, he would introduce his girlfriend and nobody, we were all hung over. We would just go like, hey, hey. Like, I, you know, even later on, I'd go up to him and say, hey, sorry about that. We just were, we were at Atlantic City until 7 30 and you walked in at 10 30 and nobody really wanted to talk to you or your friend. <laughs> it's like, get me out of here. But, but I still, some of those AC trips were funny as hell. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I could drink Bud Light from 11 a.m. till 3 a.m. I was like that consistent, just drinking beer all day. Pissing, of course. I had to piss like a a 10-year-old. But uh, so much fun to be down there, man. I I had a blast. I had had places in Spring Lake. Um, We used to hang out a little bit uh, in um, uh, Point Pleasant as well, Tiki Bar and stuff like that. Um, To me, Point Pleasant was just too far. I had to go over the bridge. It was a pain in the ass. And uh, of course, Seaside, uh, when I was younger, I'd go down to Seaside when you're in high school and stuff. But uh, Seaside got kind of cheesy and seedy to me. Um, and uh, I, we avoided that. And they had some cool clubs. That I can't. The one club just closed. That was good for years. They just closed it. It's uh, the only bar that nailed me for fake ID was that place. I can't think of the name of it. But I used to go to Baby O's um, to watch bands back in the day when I was younger. But um, I never really went to LBI once in a while. Now, of course, you get old and fat and slow, and you're trying to rent a house in LBI. But that's it, my Jersey Shore. I love it. It's such weird as a concept of going down the shore on the weekend warriors. I tried to do it when I lived in L.A. with a bunch of guys. Oh, that's another thing about down the shore that got fun. After a while, the girls we were hanging out with were so cool, and some of the guys were dropping out. Half the house was girls, half the house was guys. And The girls would bring their friends down so every weekend it'd be like, Oh, who you bringing down? Are you bringing down? It was always like, Girl, you know, it's nice when you're single to have young girls bouncing around, you know what I mean? Half the time, nobody more than 90% of the time, nobody looked up, but still nice to have girls walking around in shorts, you know what I mean? Um, instead of watching the Yankee game, but there were nights where on a Saturday night, if it was raining out, I'd be watching the Yankee game with my buddy (laughs) Diddy. they'd be like, You're not coming out, I'm like, Nah, yeah. He's playing the Angels, 1030 start. <laughs> like, two of us will be drinking beer. We'd we'll be like, what are we doing? All these girls are going out. But I felt like I had done that for so long. That I could sit one out, you know. I'd rather watch the game here and relax. And then I go into leggings around one o'clock, bust balls for an hour. But uh it was just a lot of fun. I get in a short house. I recommend it if you're young and you can afford it, a couple of years, just do it with your friends. You'll laugh your ass off. Um, it's just a lot of fun, you know. What else can I tell you? So that is it. That, and by the way, I was, I, I think I did it for like 15 years. Okay. <laughs> it was a storied career down there. I think I went to the beach six times. <laughs> the beach was some, not part of my going down to shore. I'm Irish. I, I can, I can, you know, I could, um, I can get a sunburn looking at a red piece of construction paper. So uh, I was like, yeah, you guys go to the beach. I'll turn the air on. Relax watch uh, watch you know uh this week in baseball Allen, twib notes yeah that's but, that's uh,
1: me and you are the same on that no beach for me no beach
0: as I, as I got older I realized let me go out put the I could put the lotion on and spray and not be aggravated and I started getting into I'm one of those guys that takes me an hour to get in the water then once I'm in I don't want to leave but once I'm out of the water I got to go home that's it game over um otherwise you get that sticky sand feeling oh god I hang out at my brother's short house now in Seagirt. He's got a beautiful pool in the back. He's got a bar in the back. He's got an outdoor shower in the back. You don't even have to go in the house. I can sleep on the – it's like perfect. Um, the beach becomes unnecessary. But that's it. I always wanted to talk about going down the shore. I left out a lot of names. Uh, you know, Lisa, Jen, James uh, O'Donnell, Billy Millivoy, Frank Nisnik, Tommy Plinio, Bobby, Pete, Larry. um. Jen, Lisa, who else? Lisa's sister. Um, there's just so many people. Uh, Alex, uh, Jen eventually met. Um, we just had a blast. Steve O'Toole. Lisa, uh, just Lisa's sister. Lisa's sister was younger. She was, she was hot. She was hot, too. Um, but the, the girls were... You know, it's funny. The girls were cooler than the guys were. Some of the guys in our house. Like Lisa and Jen, I say... Lisa and Jen were way cooler than half the guys at our house. They drank better. They kept, they weren't like keeping, the, they would mess up the house, but wake up in the morning and yell at us for like, they would help it. They would make us help them clean up. Um, but once it, when it came down to the drinking or partying, I, I put them up with the, like there was, there was no, they were like, no, no, these girls are ready to go. They're going to drink along with us the whole ride. Um, they were great. Uh, we had a lot of fun, especially James and Frank and, we called ourselves bad co bad company. We were bad. Co, And we met these guys from Secaucus. They were called the cock. We call them. And, uh, in the beginning we thought, who are these assholes ended up being some of my, you know, good friends. Now I enjoy their company. Um, we hung out for years. Matter of fact, I haven't seen anybody listen to my cock boys. We got to get together, man. Life's getting short. Um, but some moved away. Frank lives in Houston. Now I hate that. And Tommy lives down and way down the shore, like down by, uh, uh, past LBI. Fork and uh, river. Yeah. Kind of down that way. And, uh, but we all got older and family and kids and stuff and you know, it's over. But I, we, I always said, I would love to rent a house for Manisquan for a weekend just to see if we can get like, imagine like eight jerk off guys in their fifties trying to just party hard one year. Of course the girls look like they're nine now. So it's creepy. But, um, you know, uh, everybody's so young, but they're 23, 24 I, I never mind the kids having a good time down the shore. I did it even though I hate their music. The bars are still the same. Music is different. All you're looking to do is go down and have fun. It's a release valve. It's great. Um, And it's like, you know, same reason why I still love to play softball. Just once a week, man, you get to act like you're 18 again. And that's why I do this podcast. Podcast is opposite, though. Like playing softball once a week makes you feel like you're 18 again. Doing the podcast, I say, is like makes me feel like I'm 70 again. So that's what I, that's what I, do, with, I do with my young producer here. Um, but uh, no. Jimmy Palumbo show, wrapping up show number 44 Reggie Jackson. Um, I got Chris Gucci here behind the glass listening to me intently about my Jersey Shore stories. And uh, that's it. You, you, didn't, got you some, didn't mention uh,
1: James Stark's. It's the James Stark show, the Reggie Jackson. James Reggie Stark, Jackson. What's his? Just- Probably the two
0: worst combinations uh, uh, of separate of how great the other one was. Um, uh, Like I said, I'm predicting – I'm going to predict Alabama tonight to win. I think they're going to win. And um, I didn't even – I should have done this weekend's playoff games. Uh, Give me the – real quick, give me the playoff games this weekend. I'll tell you what I think is going to
1: win. We got Philly against Tampa. Tampa. Okay, you you got Dallas San Fran.
0: I think San Fran's going to win me too. only because when the, the Cowboys won 57 to three against uh, the Eagles, everybody's beating their chest and everything. And I watch out for that, but you got Ram, Rams, Rams
1: Rams Cardinals in a good, in a goodie there. That's
0: you know what? One. That's a toss up. I think both teams are good. They're two very All goods right. for me.
1: Yeah. And in the AFC, I think it's uh the Raiders are playing the Bengals.
0: I like the Bengals Steelers chiefs. Of course, I've been saying weird things about the Chiefs all year, but they just, they've been winning a lot. The Steelers kind of stink, but you know what? There's a sick part of me that, I, 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 again, I'm not a gambler. Like, I just feel like, yeah, Big Ben's done. Big Ben's done. Not, we no chance.
1: That. No chance. I don't think there's a chance there. I think,
0: Kansas no chance. City I beat them but up. But you understand what? Do you understand what I'm saying, though? We keep on like, going big benches. Like, then this there's way. another. Will you, another will good you one. be shocked? Will you be shocked if it's 14 10 at the half? Like you, you think At you, half? You no. But at
1: the end of the game, I also wouldn't be shocked if it was. Like uh, you think 44 20, 14. Right. Like they don't score anymore.
0: Upset and, pick uh, of the then week. Then the last one Upset, is the Patriots,
1: Patriots Bills. Timeout.
0: Upset pick of the week. The Steelers are going to win uh, this week. <laughs> okay. All right. And then Patriots. Uh, Bills. And this, we got the Bill. That's a good game, because uh, you know the Patriot-Bill game when in, in the snow there. Wow, I think the Ram, the Ram game, and these built those are the two games to see. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Belichick.
1: Who's winning the Just Super Bowl? I uh, I, uh,
0: I don't know. I'm not gonna do that. Yes, of now. course. Well, first of all, you the you can ever count out the Bucks. Okay, so
1: year. so if you had to pick, you know who's in the playoffs? We just named them all. Pick a Super Bowl winner.
0: I, yeah, I, I a Super Bowl winner right now. I would say the Packers.
1: I agree. All
0: right, that's but, our but show. I see the matchup. Yeah, I know. I just did that because I, I I get so so you can produce my show. I see how oh, good the Packers are. Yay, Cowboys and Packers are good. Um, of course, like. There's part of me, you know. What you know what would be great if the Cowboys win this weekend. It goes to the second weekend, and if the Packers and Cowboys lose in the playoffs on the same weekend, I'm doing a three and a half hour show.
1: No, we want to see the Packers beat the Cowboys in the NFC Championship. <laughs> that would be ideal.
0: No, I, I don't. Uh, I uh, well, I'm not a Cowboy fan, but I'm um, I, I tired of Brady. I yeah, the, the Packers have to stay in it for me as my bullet in the chamber for Brady.
1: There you go. Because
0: you know, if the, if the Bucks win a game, like if they get that mo, look out. They're the only team that could beat Rodgers in a playoff game, really. Probably. I agree, but that's not going to happen. Bucks are in trouble. But then again, the Cardinals, Rams, it's it, it's 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 wide open in a weird way. But the Packers were the best team all year, so I got to give it to them. I tell you what, they ain't blowing out anybody. And you know what? You know what it takes? A hey, Rogers limping to the sideline here. He's been you know limping what? all year. The reason why, you know what? But I, I listen to all my listeners out there. Now I'm annoyed. The reason why I don't know anything about this year's playoffs is because I root for a team that is pathetic. The owner stinks, the GM stinks, the coach stinks. Their quarterback stinks. The only, their best player, Kadarius Tony. He will have a big year last year. Next year, you watch. He'll have no injuries. He's gonna dominate next year. Everybody else stinks. That's it. Good night, everybody. Where have you come from? Where have you gone? I've been alone